Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. To understand this theory of love, Lori, we must <laughs> understand emotions. Ooh, George, I want to understand emotions, and I want to understand emotions in bed. Ooh, yeah. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Emotions are, what is an emotion? Let's start off there. It's just a signal. It's your body saying something's happening for better or worse. Pay yeah. attention to it. It's just giving us information. I think it's pretty logical to listen to the information. Don't mean you have to act on it, but it's just trying to inform us. Yeah. I love that, that, you know, so many of us, we don't even pause to hear it as information. We do act on it. So I, what are emotions? What are the, the, it seems like this huge array of things that yeah. I might feel, but... Well, and again, there's so many theories out there going from five to hundreds of emotions. And who knows? You know, we're not God. We don't know exactly. But we do know the five basic emotions that if you show these faces anywhere on the planet, everybody recognizes these emotions. So that's where I usually like to start with. I think there's lots of variations within there's them. Nuance, there's nuance. But what nuances. are the five basic ones? So you have joy. I like joy. I anger. Ooh. That's not as easy. Fear. Bad. Shame, guilt. Worse. <laughs> Sadness. Hmm. Yeah. You saw the movie Inside Out? Yeah. Well, for the, our listeners who haven't, here's a plug. All, the main gist, without a spoiler alert, is that all five of these emotions are important. Mm -hmm. That people that live with all five of these emotions and can embrace it have the greatest, most vitality in their lives. If I grew up in a family where I didn't do a sadness, I didn't do anger. Mm. Well, guess what? It was hard for me when those things happened to know what to do with them or to know what to do with other people. So the goal is to be able to do all five of them. Okay. The goal is to do all five of them. Yeah. And what do they feel like? Help us. What, what is it? What happens for each of us? Well, if we break them down, every one of these emotions have an action tendency, something they want to kind of make us do, and they're trying to get a response. Yeah. So if I'm angry... Right, that anger protest is trying to grab attention. It wants to create change. It's trying to motivate something, right? Mm -hmm. There's health in that anger. But then there's also fear, right? It also makes people intimidated and not safe, and it could be counterproductive. So we're always trying to separate intent and impact. Yeah. What's the intent of this emotion, and what's get the something. impact on your partner? Right. I want something. I'm trying to get attention or draw attention to something, yep. uh, something that I might need or want changed. But the problem is with anger, oftentimes it causes fear in my partner. They want to go away from me. It's not good. Yep. And that's what we're trying to help partners see, like just how quick these emotions are. Like if your body wants to seize a threat and it wants to protest, 
Well, your protest impacts your partners now. They get scared by the anger, and their protection is to move away. It don't matter what you're saying. That game's over in a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're just trying to befriend sure. these emotions, know what works and for what's sure. the risk is. Yeah. So sadness, we'll go for the next emotion. Right? Sadness pulls people closer. Right? It's looking for comfort and reassurance. Mm-hmm. But if you were raised the way I was to avoid these emotions, when I see my wife's tears, it doesn't make me want to come closer. <laughs> it might, makes me want to go away because they're my fault. So how people interpret emotions might be different than how that person's actually experiencing them. Yeah. So things can get crossed in between. Exactly. I may be sending one message or think I'm sending a message and either I'm wrong. Like I, I, when I'm sending anger, I'm sending what I think is a message for change, you know, but it gets twisted up in my partner. And if I'm sending sadness, I'm actually asking for something, wanting my partner to come close. And some, you're right. I think sometimes tears are confusing. Yep. You know, I don't know what that means. Uh, Sometimes people think tears are manipulative. You know, tears are scary. I blame myself. Yep. Which is why it's all about sending clearer signals. Most couples are sending these mixed, confusing signals. And they don't know how to articulate to get their partner to understand. And that's what we're trying to slow it down. Uh So the next one would be fear. Right? Fear is another one of those emotions that it's, it's looking for reassurance, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm threatened. I'm, I want help. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times my fear causes me to do something that my partner doesn't get the signal. Like I don't know how to share it, so I hide it or it turns into anger, mm-hmm. right? But that fear, fear is very healthy. I mean, it makes us cautious because we want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So I need my partner to offer reassurance when I'm fearful. Yeah. And it, it may, I may not be able to send that clearly because I'm not asking for it. Well, I'm afraid it's not going to be responded to. So the best thing I could do, I don't want you to use this against me. My fear is um, I'm unlovable. I'm, I'm not attracted to you. So I don't yeah. want to share that and have you reject me further. So I right. keep it to myself. Right. Right. And when we keep these emotions to ourselves, it leads to more of these confusing signals. Yeah. Okay. The last two are guilt and shame, which is... I've done something wrong and how do I make amends? But a lot of times my way of making amends is to hide. That's what shame Mm -hmm. tries to get me Mm -hmm. to do. The difference between guilt, I did something wrong and shame, I am wrong. To me, shame is hell, right? I'm cut off from relationship and I hate myself in that relationship. So Mm -hmm. nobody really does super well with that. But, you know, again, so many people are struggling with shame and the antidote to shame is connection and they can't get the very thing that they need. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What's our last one? Joy. Yay. Yay. Joy. This is actually a hard one to express sometimes. Yep. It's risky. My, my husband's family was not good with joy. You know, exuberance was smashed down mm-hmm. you know, and smothered. And so he learned to be very contained about his enthusiasm and his joy. Yep. And a lot of people mask other emotions with a smile. They pretend mm-hmm. everything's perfect while they hide you know, you mm-hmm. put that face yeah. on that's not genuine because that's what they've learned to survive. Right. Sometimes we fake it. Yeah. We're faking joy. <laughs> the science is really clear to research. If you chase joy, if that's the only emotion you want to you wanna have, you're going to be a pretty unhappy person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about the range and being present with what is mm-hmm. and be able to lean into all five of these different emotions. Mm. Right. 
But I guess what I wasn't ready for and I want to prepare our listeners for is just the speed of these emotional triggers. Mm -hmm. They're designed to be fast. So if I'm walking in a trail with my wife and I was just in Australia with some of the most dangerous animals in the world. I mean, it's not only like alligators and sharks and the snakes and the spiders. Scorpions. Scorpions. But actually the plants can kill you. Like, so I was like, normally not too nervous about these things. I was a little bit more vigilant, right? And when I make a turn and I see something moving the grass, it's like one tenth of a second does my brain notice there's a threat. That's how Mm. quick we are. Mm -hmm. It takes six tenths of a second, six hundredths of a millisecond to do what we call a second appraisal, where it goes from my limbic amygdala region of my old brain to the frontal cortex of my new brain where I can do a second appraisal. And sometimes the second appraisal says, you know what, wait, that wasn't a a snake. That was a leaf blowing. Ah. Not a big deal. Uh Well, what's the problem? The half a second lag time between the first and second appraisal. Because if my wife is with me, how quick does she see my face? Very quick. One tenth of a second. Mm. She says to me, what? What's wrong? I say, Nothing. What does she believe? <laughs> Your face. What do I believe? What I just said. <laughs> yeah, because we, hard to feel it, right? This is the mixed signals that are being sent. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a couple. I say, how's it going? Husband says, I think it's been good. Boom, yeah. that word good <laughs> is a trigger for that other brain. You better be ready. That wife's going to jump in and say, good, what do you mean good? We haven't talked the whole damn week. What are you lying here for the George? And he's like, boom, yeah. these triggers are so fast. And he's like, it was good because we didn't talk. There yeah. was no fight. That fight. was good. They have different realities. Good yeah. was no fighting. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't good for her at all. And that yeah. one word lights both of them up. Exactly. So we, we want you all to listen to emotions. They're wise a lot of us have been grown up saying they're hysterical, they're pathologized, don't listen to them, like be calm and logical. Mm-hmm. Logic's important, but these emotions are the vehicle of change that we want to use. It's given us the information we need that's telling us, one, what the problem is, and two, what the solution to the problem is. We need emotion to give us that. If mm-hmm. we lose the emotion, we lose the solution. Yeah. This is kind of what you're talking about is if we can feel it, then we can we can kind of take that pause. Yes. You know, if we'll give ourselves permission to know what's going on inside, know what's happening in our body, what our thoughts are telling us, you know, and what it feels like, we can have a pause, we can know something, we can take the information, and then we have a minute to choose how we express it. Do we reach? Do we blast? What What do we do with this? What's important to do yep. to get the result that we want in our relationship? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I love that you're mentioning paying attention to your body because we have a saying, body in, body out. Whenever there's emotion, there's always a physiological response. If there's a threat, your body is going to notice that and it's going to be embodied somewhere. So trying to get people to listen to that. If you want to be, get good information, where do you feel that fear Mm -hmm. when you criticize? You feel that in your stomach, you feel that in your chest. Right. If you listen to the fear, you could also start to access the longing. Yeah. Like I feel scared in my stomach, like I'm in trouble. I did something wrong. And if I listen to that stomach, it's trying to say, no, it's going to be okay. You're not a bad guy. You know, you, I still want you. Like that's the longing in the emotion. We got to go to the body to find these answers. And if we're disconnected from our body, again, this is why we're sending these confusing mixed signals. To our partners. To our partners. Yeah. So and first, ourselves. And ourselves. Yeah. 
right? When the guy shuts down and says everything's all good, he kind of believes that, even though maybe inside his body says it's not all good. Right. I kind of got a pit in my stomach. I'm anxious. I hope it's good. And I again, don't know. Don't, we're not blaming anybody for the moves they have. These are all adaptive strategies to survive. And most of us just don't know what we do because it moves too fast. Mm-hmm. When my wife criticizes and you ask me how that is, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. Because I've been trained to make it no big deal my whole life. Yeah. That doesn't mean somewhere deep down there isn't something happening that I just don't notice. Yeah. But all of our work is trying to be more intentional, being more present. Like listen to your signals because it gives you more to work with. Right. And this relates to attachment because emotions are information mm-hmm. about what's happening inside us. And if we can understand them better, we have more choice about how we express them. And that creates, hopefully, that little moment, that pause, when we make a choice that will draw our partner to us instead of pushing them away, creates more attachment. Beautiful. Emotion is the language of attachment. If you want to ace this love College school, school of you wanna, love. You want to get straight A's? Learn this language of love. Okay. Let's come back and talk about the language of love, the emotions in bed. All right. So to really break down this process that's so quick, no wonder why people are send these confused signals. Right? We want to slow it down, and we want to start to assemble clearer messages. So, Lori, tell us how we're going to do that. Okay, so we're going to use an acronym. In school, you know, lots of acronyms. OIL, TEMPO, this is number two for the school of love, TEMPO. T-E-M-P-O, T is for the trigger, E is for our emotions, M is for the meaning that we make out of this incident that's happening to us, P is for how we protect ourselves, And O is how we organize it with our partner. Yep. Okay. So I want to think about this in sex, George. Yep. And let's just say my partner comes home and he's in a place he wants to have sex. And for whatever reason, I am done for my day. Too much going on. I'm distracted. Can't think about it. And he comes in and says- Want to read that book? (laughs) I want to read that book on attachment. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure. (laughs) Okay. So he comes in and says, hey, baby- you know, you you know. What do you think? What do you think, right? And I go, oh, I, you know, I just like haven't thought about it all day, really. I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I've had such a big day. I just can't do that. And then his face looks angry, upset, mad, let down. I'm having my own triggers here, Laurie. I have a <laughs> headache. I'm too tired. Like these, these are all the words that set this thing into motion, right? So Laurie's trigger, go for it. Addy. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flibanserin, is FDA-approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today. Go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem. 
problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI, or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use the code foreplay for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. Foria would make a perfect Valentine's gift or anniversary gift for your partner. Foria just dropped a new formula of massage oil with organic botanicals, which is designed to help you get in the mood by supporting foreplay, our trademark, and lingering touch all the various places on your body that love to be touched and caressed. Foria's massage oil can make everywhere in your body an erogenous zone. Foria has changed the way I experience pleasure and sex. Sensuality starts with Foria. People may think they don't need extra help in the bedroom, but they will be pleasantly surprised by how much more pleasurable their relationship and sexual experience is. Think Valentine's Day as a gift for your partner. Use their massage oil and spice things up by slowing things down. Foria's Intimacy Massage Oil takes partner intimacy to the next level with quick absorption absorbing, desire-enhancing, all-natural moisture. Imagine the best orgasm or sex you've ever had. Now imagine that it could be even better with these products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms by yourself or with a partner. What is it? What is arousal oil? Awaken is like a juicy warm-up that helps you get really turned on. Awaken uses CBD and warming sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on. It's proven to work. 92% of a customer perception study felt more aroused and 92% reached orgasm. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself and your partner this Valentine's Day. Experience your juiciest and deepest sensual experience with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our Foreplay listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay or use the code foreplay at checkout that's f-o-r-i-a wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20 percent off your first order i recommend using their massage oil combined with their awaken arousal oil you'll thank me later okay his face (laughs) yeah his face is my trigger and so i start to feel something about that and i make up a meaning about it yep about what's happening. I don't really know what is happening in him. Not really, because I can't mind read. I, maybe I've done this cycle a bunch of times, so I think I know what's happening, but I don't know. And so emotionally, though, for me, I'm really anxious. I think we're headed for a fight. I think I've been down this road before, and it's like, oh, shoot. You know, where do you feel you know? that anxiety? Oh, yeah, I feel it in my stomach, okay. absolutely. You know, I'm just like, you know, here we go. I've got like that, not the good butterflies, but the bad spinning in my stomach. Yep. Starting to feel sick. You know? Remember, every trigger has a physiological response. Even yeah. if you can't feel it, it's there. Keep trying. You'll get it. You can feel Lori. That thread is in her stomach. And our body responds faster than our mind can kind of collect. This whole thing takes less than a second. And that's why we want to know and have intelligence about our bodies. Because yep. then we get the shot at having a pause 
knowing what to do with all this emotion. Precisely. Yeah. And I tell myself, okay, he's mad at me. I always let him down. I'm basically, you know, not good enough in bed. I'm not a good enough partner because I'm never up for it when he's up for it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm failing. failing. I am failing. You know, and then what do I do to protect myself? I mean, basically, I, I'm i just going to roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I protect myself. I kind of do this go away, move away. It's like, ugh. Roll over. You know, right. I'm going to, I'm at the table just for the record when yeah. he says this. <laughs> well. well, okay, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll my eyes and I'm going to go back to work, right? Which shuts him out and hopefully shuts out the big fight that I thought was coming. Yep. You know, and that's my protection. You're finding safety through not engaging. Yeah. Right. So that O is trying to help you understand your own experience that happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you don't even see it coming. He says, hey, you want to have sex and you don't want to have sex. You're not in a mood. And boom, you get this message. You're failing. You feel that in your stomach. Yeah. And that sucks. And you protect yourself by going away because you don't want to make things worse. And you get away from that feeling too, which also helps. Right. I get a double benefit. Double benefit. I kind of push it away from myself. Now I can focus again back on my work, what I really want to finish on the computer. You know, so I'm okay, you know, and I've pushed him away. So he stomps off and it's like, oh, well, I'll deal with that another day. And I'm not going to deal with the fight right now. I get two bennies. And you look at my perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm in a good place. I'm reaching out. I'm taking a risk. I'm like thinking we're going to have sex and you're, you're telling me no. Right. And, and immediately that becomes a trigger. I can feel that rejection in my chest. It's like, here we go again. It actually hurts to put yourself out there only to be kind of pushed aside. Yeah. So I can feel that in my chest and how I make sense of it is you just don't care. Right. You're rejecting me again. Mm -hmm. This isn't fair. Don't care about your needs. Don't care about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then my protection kicks in where I want to communicate that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to let you know, yeah, there you're going and you're never really in a mood. Right. I mean, this is the problem. You don't want to address this, this stuff. You're not doing your own work. You didn't read the book I left for you. And again, <laughs> my brain's going to look for all examples of evidence to make my case that you have a problem here and you need to fix it. Right. And I don't communicate any of that stuff underneath about me feeling rejected or what's going on in my chest and all that stuff gets left out of the equation. Yeah. And so you inside, you're feeling what? Rejection yep. in your body. Where did you say you felt it in your My body? chest. Your chest. What does it feel like in your chest? It's, it's like a, a, a stabbing pain. It's like, oh, it's just like mm-hmm. a, a knife. Like, a knife here we to go your again. heart. Exactly. A knife to your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Not, like like your, your lover is killing you. No. Yeah. It's not good. Not good. And then you let, you let her know. I let her know. Yeah. My yellow brain protests how unfair it is. And I send mm-hmm. her another message mm-hmm. that she's failing. Mm-hmm. And her yellow brain, here's another message of failing. Mm-hmm. And she don't want to engage. And we're mm-hmm. in trouble. Yeah. And in some ways, they are reading each other right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they don't know what else to do. They don't know how to let out these emotional feelings in ways that would actually help. Exactly. Yeah. So this emotional language, if... Let's just say me, if I could feel the anxiety and say something about that, like, oof. It's why emotions are the language of attachment is because they're giving us the information we need if we want to have more success. This moves so fast. Lori's feeling like she's failing. I'm feeling rejected. And neither one of us are talking about it. Mm -hmm. All we're talking about is she doesn't want to talk and I'm angry and protesting. 
No wonder why we can't repair. We continue to get lost in these mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. So if we go back to that oil acronym, Right. Mm-hmm. We're both focusing on the other. You're focusing on disappointing me. I'm focusing on you rejecting me. Right. None of us are talking about the I, the inside. The inside. Right. And when we could start talking about that and listening to the to the L, the longing, what do we need in that place? This is where couples learn to repair. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think you could say to me that could lead to a repair or what I yeah. would say to you? I mean, I, I might have said, oh, you know, honey, I am so sorry. I. I appreciate you asking. I really do. And I know it's risky. And I know that, you know, when I'm not in the mood, we can go to a bad place. And I can already feel it in me. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. feeling anxious just as I talk to you about this because I don't want, I don't want to reject you. Right. But I just got no juice, you know, nothing left in me today. And I I have to get this work done. And, and I'm, you know, I don't want to have a fight with you. And so I feel this temptation just to shut down and my stomach is feeling sick already, you know, but I, you know, I I want to meet your need. I want to be there for you, but I want to be there for you when it works and I can actually be joyful with you. And, you know, like, I I don't know. I, I just, I guess I need you to tell me that it's going to be okay if we don't have sex tonight. I, I need reassurance that me not being in the mood right this second is not going to, you know, kill us. Well, I appreciate you letting me know what's going on instead of walking away. And, you know, mm-hmm. it is okay to not. I'm glad you don't want to have sex you don't want to have. I just, you know, want to know that tomorrow night you will. Like, there's going to be a time when you're going to want to circle back to this. Sure. Right? And I do feel like... When what are you, you going through? I feel like when you don't want to have sex and it doesn't seem like you're going to want to have sex... You know, then I start to feel rejected. I start to feel hopeless and I start to feel like just really heavy and beaten down by this. And I guess I just need to hear from you that, you know, you do want me. You do. You're going to find the energy in this space that you do want this too. And it just isn't just me and I have a problem because I want sex all the time. Like, it's okay that I want sex. Yeah. And I get it. I I think it makes a lot of sense to me that you're feeling rejected. I I have been preoccupied. I've been busy and I've kind of turned you down a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So I can see that it kind of feels hopeless. Like I'm never going to be in it again. Uh, but I, you know, I do want you. I do think you're attractive. I, I want to have the kind of sex that we can have. And I know it's good, you know, and I want to have that sex. And I, I can just tell you that, look, at, I'm almost at the end of this project. I'll be done by tomorrow. This weekend, you know, Ooh, let's yeah. set time aside. Let's go to a hotel. Let's just like relax, take space, be together. All right. You got me. Okay. You had me at hello with that one. <laughs> so. Okay. But again, and notice it's so hard to have this conversation if you're not listening to your emotions. Yeah. Right. If Lori's just going to walk away and I'm going to continue to be angry, we're never going to make progress on this. Yeah. Right. That's actually both of us avoiding our emotions not listening to what's going on. If you're going to pass this college of love, right? Mm. You've got to take the time to do the work, to listen to your own emotional signals. They are so wise. They're so important. Yeah. Right. And they're going to lead you to where you need to be. It's nature's natural way of letting us know either it's working or not working. Right. So first be aware of your triggers, figure out your body emotions, what you tell yourself, And how, look at how you protect yourself and then how that lands on your partner. 
And we, we really want the I in oil, right? Instead of focusing on the other, we want you to focus on the inside. What do you feel? And communicate that. That is vulnerability. Yeah. And the more you can communicate that with specificity, not just I'm mad or I'm hurt, like get specific. See how Lori said, it's like, it feels like I'm letting you down. I start to feel bad about myself. People that get more specific have more success. And the only way you're going to get that is to spend time sitting and listening to these emotions. Unfortunately, so many of us grown up not listening to them. Right? And the good news is never too late to learn how to do that. I love that. So everyone, thanks for listening. Keep it hot. Yeah, baby. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it. Coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough of this talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. Right, you need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.